This is a song for my friends Jared and Gary. They started a podcast and said a theme was necessary. They're just a couple of guys in a band that you know. Some rock star dads who started a show. So here's the next episode. Welcome to the Rockstar Dad Show right here on Adobe Radio and wherever you listen to podcasts. Coming off of a banner week where we had Clint Lowry um, from Seven Dust. And then the week before that, we had Chingy. The, the freaking all-star guest list that we have is uncanny, Gary. It, it's like we got a new booker. Yeah. But we don't. No, we don't. It's just... We don't. People coming to hey, us. Hey, you know what happened this week? What happened? Sports is back. Okay, so sports is back in your house. That's correct. And? We now have flag football happening. Yeah. And next week we have baseball starting. And we are no longer just sitting around with nothing to do. With so a Tyler, thumb up your butt. What's that? I said with a thumb up your butt. Yeah, yeah. So Tyler's got something to do besides sit around the house. I mean, he and I have tried to do stuff, but I mean, interaction with some friends, getting out and running around more than I can do with him, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, which is funny because he has been sitting around not doing much all summer long. And so he had his first football practice the other day. And afterwards, he was just beat. I mean, A, he was worn out. Yeah. He's sore. Uh, you know, he's, he's exhausted. He just wanted to go jump in the pool at my mom's house and cool off. And he's yeah. like, dad, my back hurts and my ankle kind of hurts. And the next day he's like, my shoulders hurt. I'm like, dude, you're an old man. <laughs> I, you know what I, so we started baseball and, uh, man, it's hot out there. Um, new team. And, uh, but, but I think just. Uh, Everett staying in karate this whole time, whether it be from here at the house or there, has really helped. Uh, because though I don't think anybody's like in shape around here, um, he at least was doing something in like the training because they make him do like push ups and you know all that shit. But man, I mean that's got to be that's got to be really nice because. Uh, Tyler's been pretty damn limited as far as that is concerned. And yeah, he's been limited, and he's he's kind of bummed that he's not doing the in-person school. So he's he's a little bit bummed. That being said, his his uh, three other best friends are doing at home also. So he's he's kind of uh, happy that he's not missing going to school with them, but he just is missing the interaction. He's upset that he's not going to get to go to school. So. On the way to practice the other day, I was like, hey, man, you kind of excited. It's been a while since you got to do stuff with friends. And we actually didn't know anyone on this team. It's a brand new team also. Yeah. But he was like, yeah, I'm excited, but I'm also kind of nervous. You know, I mean, and he goes, I, I usually do get nervous first day of practice or first day of school or first day of whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's normal, man. Everyone gets nervous. I get nervous first day. And I talked to him a little bit. I was like, whenever we go on tour, it's not really nervous, but it's just, you know, you and I, I think, have the same thing. It's like leaving home is hard. Once yeah. I get on the tour bus, it's fine. Once yeah. you get on the airplane, it's fine. But it's just that leaving home is, is it's not nervous, but it's uneasy. And so I was just telling him, I'm like, I still feel that way. It's perfectly fine to feel normal, uh, feel nervous, but you're going to get out there and have fun. And he got out there. And it's nerve wracking. 
You know, it's like uh, we've yeah we've had that conversation a thousand times. Like I I am a there's no reason for this, but when we fly, I'm just a fucking mess until we get through security. Like I I yeah. I hate it. I'm like I'm miserable, so anxious, and just and there's no real reason for it. It just is. I just want to be where I'm getting and and I. I have that same thing flying 100%. We get through security and it's like, okay, we're here basically. Yeah. You know? I mean, at that point it, it's done. Um, and it's the same thing whenever we leave on the bus, it's like the whole day packing my suitcase, getting ra- trying to wrap up all the loose ends, whatever. It's just stress. It's anxiety. It's whatever. And we get to the warehouse and it's still there. The guys are loading the trailer. The bus driver's sitting there. Like everyone's getting dropped off and saying bye. And it's still just stress and anxiety. It's like as soon as the door shuts and the 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 bus hits, you know, gear and we start rolling, it's yeah. like, well, I mean, it's over. It's done. Yeah. Let's crack a beer and start talking. And yeah. then we're we're gone at that point and all the anxiety's gone. Yeah. You know, um, it's so interesting how they do kids sports these days and how every time every season it's a completely different bunch of kids and there's definitely positives and negatives of that, but you know, when I was a kid, I played all sports and I played all sports with the same kids that I went to school with. And, this, you know, like it was it was cool because it was like we were all on the same baseball team, same soccer team, same basketball team, same football team. Some people didn't play all the sports. Some people were really good at some. Some were really good at others. You know, it was just like it was, you know, there but there was familiarity. Uh, when you got there, there it's, it's a yeah. There's the core group that you had in every sport. Yeah. Same thing. It's a bummer that you know. I mean, now with baseball here, I think they can save four players. <sighs> but you know why I'm yawning? Um, I so getting up at six thirty after fucking five months of a pandemic, where I am. Uh, you know, it's funny because I I think I was. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh man, we better get Everett ready. You know, he's gonna have to start getting up. He has to get up at six thirty. Man, he has zero trouble. We set his alexa. He it the thing goes off and he's just there. And he comes down. He gets dressed. He eats his breakfast, and we go. It's easy. You know, you tell him to put his shoes on fifteen or sixteen times, brush his teeth or whatever. But we get it done. But man, that alarm goes off at six twenty-five in the mornings, and I've been trying to take. Every day, just just because you know, it's Casey's picking him up and dealing with sports and stuff while I'm still locked in the studio every day. And uh, but man, six twenty five is early now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it felt early before, but I am just out of that. I mean, like it, it's been it's been a summer plus a summer. It's been like two summers yeah, of not getting up. Yeah, yeah, of not getting up at that hour and. My God, I'm just uh, out of sorts. And I get home sometimes if I take them and, you know, it's a quick drop off. Like I could feasibly be back in bed by, you know, 745, you know. So like I basically woke up for, you know, um, a little an hour or so, a little over an hour. And then, you know, I could go back to bed and I do that sometimes. God damn it. Can but, can you actually do the thing whenever you come back home and get in bed that you can go back to sleep? Oh, Gary, man, I can now sleep anytime I want now. You're, it's crazy. You've always been such a good sleeper. Yeah, 
Yeah, I can just, you know, and, and that, you know, again, I figured that out. Like, because when we first started doing the airplanes thing, I was just like everybody else. I couldn't sleep on planes. And then I just made myself. I made myself learn to sleep in the van. I made myself learn to sleep in that. And then, but, and then now, you know, you, there's pictures of me in Air Force bases all over the world, like under, asleep under a table, <laughs> you know, like on a table, you know, yeah. wherever I can. Um, so yeah, I mean, I still get the thing at night where I can't fall, like I'm exhausted and I can't fall asleep, but no, man, like if I decided I wanted to take a nap pretty much at any time, I can go, go to sleep. And, uh, so yeah, getting back in bed. But the problem is, is that, and I have this thing and I've, 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 I've kind of, I, I threaten to research this all the time, but there's something about like, if you, if I wake up and I'm up for like an hour or two. And then I go back to sleep. I fall asleep harder than I did before. And like getting up is really, really difficult. Like I'll, I'll ha have like an insane dream during like that hour or two that I'm, you know, trying to buy back that lost sleep. Mm. Um, and uh, so anyway, I don't know what that is, man. Like I'll, I'll have a really rough night of like tossing and turning and then get up, you know, for whatever, get a kid breakfast and then go back to bed and then then i sleep well it's really yeah. weird but i can't do it man i always have had such a trouble going to sleep and then i have trouble waking up yeah um so like if i do the thing where i wake up and take tyler to school or whatever and then come back home i mean days started there uh, there's no going back to sleep for me yeah uh, but we're starting to do the thing where okay now we're getting bedtime a little bit earlier. We're trying to ring it back in because it has just been no schedule whatsoever. And his school starts next Tuesday. So we haven't started yet. Um, so we're trying to get the bedtime a little bit earlier, bedtime a mm -hmm. little bit earlier tonight. And I told him the other day, I said, man, we, we got to start doing this because you're going to have to start waking up, you know, in two weeks, whenever I was telling him this, because, uh, you know, school's about to start. And I said this year, since we're doing it from home, you get to wear your PJs. You can do whatever you want, but here's the deal. I don't have to drive you, so I'm going to set your alarm. You wake up and make me breakfast this year instead <laughs> of me wake up and make you breakfast. Yeah. He didn't like that idea. No, it didn't go over? It didn't land. He he did not think that was a good idea. Well, I... Uh, so I guess it's back to me waking up and making breakfast. Do they have to, like, report in, like, at a certain time? Like, everybody has to be online at certain points of the day? Yeah, but we don't have that schedule yet. I'm hoping we find it out Thursday or Friday. We have our meet the teacher Thursday and then Fridays like pick up your uh, you know, Chromebook or iPad or whatever it is that they're using for this grade. Right. And we're hoping that they tell us a little bit more about the the daily schedule at that point, but we haven't heard yet. Yeah, I think um the kids over here having to like they have to get on at like eight and then 11 and then something else, you know, it's like, I, you know, I, I don't know, man, I, I get it. Like trying to engage with the teacher and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's just like dude, just give them their shit and <laughs> let them do whatever they want, you know, but uh, so far so good with Everett. He's in school, you know, we're, uh, we're a weekend and you know, there uh, no complaints. I mean, it, you know, it's just a new world out there. He came home the other day, and uh, I picked him up, and he said, "I said, you know, I don't, uh, I don't go crazy with the talking about his day, but I just go, you know, how was your day? Anything exciting happen?" And uh, he goes, "It was good, but kind of bad." And I said, 
uh-oh, why kind of bad? And he said, well, because this kid, Mateo, touched my cookie at lunch. And oh now I can't eat it because of COVID. And, uh, or Corona, he calls it, Corona. And uh, I said, well, you did the right thing. Nodding the cookie, but what a fuck. That's like a fucking terrorist now. Like, you can't just go around touching people's cookies. You know, that's not a thing. That's really bad, but from, uh, from previous instances, from previous years, I was scared that touching his cookie was a metaphor. Oh, you, you mean because with the dick toucher? Yeah. With the dick toucher, yeah. So, uh, so far, so good. I think the dick toucher might be in a, in a different class, finally. But, uh, we'll see, but this, this drama doesn't end there. You know what Everett did? Everett, Everett told uh, Mateo that he wasn't going to be able to play with him anymore because he touched his cookie. <laughs> yeah. Like fucking harsh words in yeah. the second grade. Total yeah. second grade justice right there. Yeah. No, I, you know, and it's one of those things where it's just like, dude, you did the right thing. You know, that was nice. We're already starting to forget our mask. He has these backup masks. I fucking just could have yawned the whole show. I'm going to get these out before our guest comes on. But, um, yeah, he, you know, he's got extra masks, but there's, at some point, all the extra masks are going to be used, and then we're going to get there, and we're not going to have a mask, and it's just going to be a whole goddamn thing. But, so far, so good. And he loves his teacher. Uh, and that's awesome, because he, you know, I mean, nothing crazy against his former teachers, but he hasn't had the best luck mm. with, um, since he started school with like, he just, it just, you know, you know how there's always like the really good one. <laughs> yeah. He just kind of hasn't got that. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it sucks because I think back to like when, um, Jack and Emma started school over at the other house and other town and all of the teachers were so awesome. You know, I was telling Casey this the other day, she goes, you know, he's got his teacher. Uh, and again, nothing against anybody, but you know, this, we all know that, that this is a thing when you're a kid, but his teacher's, you know, young and pretty and he hasn't really had like that experience yeah. yet. And I was just like, it's so bizarre because at, at the other school, you know, for the older kids, it's like every teacher was like that for some reason. I don't know what it was about that particular school, but they were all really young and super pretty. And like, you know, you just walk down the halls and be like, this is not what teachers used to look like, you know? Uh, yeah, we had that um, the, the first day of, you know, meet the teacher for kindergarten when we took Tyler. You got this idea of a kindergarten teacher is like a... A, a young lady that's happy to finger paint and see children and, you know, like just happy. Totally. And uh, we show up and it was, it was an older lady that was completely over teaching and matter of fact personality. And we're just like, oh, this sucks. And it, it wasn't a great year. Uh, his first grade teacher was incredible. Awesome. We had a great, great, great first grade teacher. And then kind of after that so far. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we definitely lucked out pretty much the, with the older kids. And, and so anyway, I think it's going to be good. I mean, it just, again, he's, um, well, I, you know, look, I said this before, you, you know, he started in the Spanish program at this thing that he goes to and his kindergarten teacher had never taught the program and didn't speak Spanish. So, mm. 
um, you know, it's like he's supposed to be hearing half his day in the other language. And then the poor kids who aren't dual language yet, Spanish is their first language, and they're, you know, like, so she's having to com communicate with them too. You know, it was just a whole goddamn thing anyway, Gary. It's good. It's good now. And you know what? I, I'm feeling okay about it. I mean, you know, I, I'm a little bit, there's part of me that's a little, you know, I, I got to admit that just because of my age and my profession, um, I'm a little bit worried about it if I were to get it. But at the same time, I think my body fights off those kind of things pretty good. I don't really, you know, my, the flu doesn't really fuck with me and shit like that. So, you know, knock on this synthetic table. We're going to, you know, I, I I'm thinking that the risk is probably worth it, you know, and that he's he really does seem to be happy. He's yeah. fucking exhausted, though, man. Like, he, you know, like you said, Tyler was sports. Like, I think just going somewhere and being, like, fucking engaged for, you know, seven or eight hours or whatever. And then he comes home and he's just, like, like a vegetable in front of the TV, you know, before. Whatever. Sure, yeah. I mean, he's, he's at home and he's the ball of energy. So, yeah. like, everything's kind of rotating around him. But then he goes to school and they're all the ball of energy. So, it's just. Yeah you know, Adam's going everywhere. Right. So, I mean, that's gotta be mentally exhausting for him. Cause he's not used to that stimulation. Casey said the fucking baseball thing was just insane because they were all, all of those kids just, you know, uh, fucking out there and everybody's being freed from their houses right. and yeah. just, and then, Oh, and the, so, and the head coach wasn't there the first day. So head coach isn't there the first day. There's a there's a um there's an assistant coach which is just some dude's dad, you know. And she goes and he's basically teaching every kid to hold their glove wrong cuz you know you got to learn the windshield wiper thing to catch yeah. or whatever so you can protect your fucking face. And then so they're all getting popped in the face with oh, the no. ball. And uh you know and she Baseball's just hurt, man. Yeah. Well, and remember the last game he played before this COVID thing, the coach hit him in the face with the ball, and it was just a whole thing. So we've just gotten over that fear, and now the the assistant coach is fucking with him. So basically, I just do this every year. I just I send a note to the coach and say, hey, my kid takes private lessons because I'm snooty, and uh, so don't fuck with his stance or how he holds shit. <laughs> you know, like, don't try to teach my kid any sort of mechanics because he we're we're paying for that <laughs> yeah when you're an, when you're an old guy like us and someone messes with your stance like that gets in your head and it can ruin your game forever i i think you took you had like a pointer or took a golf lesson yeah. or something that messed up your swing for a while right thanks for bringing that up yes i took one lesson and for a year and a half could not swing a golf club correctly yeah but kids learn and adjust i'm not saying you want the the dad that doesn't know how to teach sports to teach your kid a new a stance over the, 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 the paid actual professional right. coach. Right. But like, they'd probably get it back a lot easier than you or I would, but yeah, it could mess up with their head. Yeah, actually, uh, we should talk about this on it on, uh, we got to take a break, but, um, the big thing is, is that he, you know, he takes baseball lessons and golf lessons and both of them can fuck each other up because yeah, you they're not the same thing and so he you know he starts to tr he gets those two fundamentals mixed up but the feet kind of have this thing that they do in common and the hips are sort of the same but it's just the other 
Anyway, we'll have to talk about that another time, Gary, because uh, we got to take a break. Uh, we will be right back with um, more Rockstar Dad show right after this. Welcome back to the Rockstar Dad show right here on Adobe Radio, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, which is us. Uh, coming up <laughs> later in the show, The Inevitables, which is a uh, super duper group, as Gary has coined it. Super duper group, and uh, it, it's a cool concept that they have where they're doing like music in a comic book also setting, so kind of a, a neat deal there, right? Yeah, super cool. We're going to have Vinny, um, who you guys know as the drummer for Less Than Jake, um, also started Fueled by Ramen Records, now running Paper and Plastic Records. Did you get into comic books ever as a kid? No, I uh, did not get into comic books at all. Uh, I remember, like, when my brother would get them, he would get, like, Spider-Man, you know, yeah. and, and Superman. He was into them for a while where he would try to get good ones and keep them in the plastic. And I would just get, like, I, I liked Archie and, like, uh, uh, Richie Rich. I never even had awareness that comic books were a thing where you needed to keep in the plastic. Like, I had no idea. I just thought, it's a kid's book. You open it up, you read it. You toss it aside, you're done with it. I had no idea about keeping them in condition until, you know, I was probably in my 20s and, and had nerd friends that cared about that. Yeah. Um, but I never cared really about comics. I had a few and I was like, well, if I have to read, I guess I'll read about this. But um, I never really got into them. Uh, but some of my friends did. But Just never my thing. I mean, uh, go ahead. But um, yeah, go ahead with what you're going to say. Well, I'm just going to say like... <sighs> I never got into that. I never cared about it. Flash forward to kids today. And I mean, I, I don't really know if comic books are a thing for kids, but it just seems video games. Everything's video games, right? Yeah. I, and yeah. We talked before on this show about Minecraft. Mm -hmm. and just, I don't understand it. You don't understand it. There's all this terminology that, that we don't get it. Yeah. And I played Minecraft with Tyler the other day. Yeah. And I mean, I've played it before, but it's just like you run around and we hit each other and I don't understand the point of it. Yeah, me either. And, and so I've played it with him for like a few hours over the past. And I like, I get it now. I get it. I understand what it is, what you're supposed to do. There's also other games. I mean, it, it's one of those games where there's a thousand different games in it, right? Some of them are a race and some of them are a challenge where you just go kill each other. But like, there's actually like a, Legend of Zelda ish kind of mission where you oh. go on the game and you have to do something and you start out in the middle of nowhere with nothing and you have to make food and you have to cut down a tree to make weapons and make a axe to mine minerals. And like, I understand it. And part of the reason I didn't understand it before is because all the terminology is insane. Like, sure. There's the Ender Pearls and Ender Dragons, and I'm like, what? I don't even know what you're talking about. But anyways, I was so proud of myself for, like, grasping Minecraft. Well, this just pisses me off, because this just means that you're just being youngster fucking understand video games Gary. Because I tried this thing with Everett, and he, he just kills me, or he makes it rain zombies, yeah. or fucking, like, uh, or they'll, they'll just be, like... He'll get up on a on a horse. At one time, he built a wall. He built a building around me, and I just was just in prison. <laughs> Couldn't get out. Okay, so 
Tyler used to do that to me too. So maybe it's a, you know, Tyler's got a couple of years. He started watching all these YouTubers playing video games. Yeah. And so like he figured out how to do the mission part of it. He yeah. got interested in that where two years ago, whenever we tried to play it, same thing. I'm like, there's no point of this. We're you and I are in a sword fight and now there's zombies eating me that you somehow made. I don't exactly. Yeah. Happening. Man, it is so frustrating. And I'll, I'll yeah. like try to figure something out. I'll be like, I'm going to go over there and cut up. No dad, follow me. I'm going to go show you this thing. I'm like, well, I don't want to follow you right now. I was going to do this thing or whatever. So I'm just dead. And then he takes yeah. all my shit. Like I pick up all this stuff. And then he just comes and just hits me on the head with something, and then then it just appears in his stuff. Yeah. So he not in the past we'd done all these challenges he created, but this time we did the mission, and you know I'd play for like an hour with him or an hour and a half, and then like the next day we'd go a little bit further in the game and try. Anyways, we got to the point. Two things actually. That game is insane. I don't know how kids do this. I'd play for 45 minutes or an hour, and my eyes are just watering, like yeah. tears coming out from staring at the computer screen or the TV screen for so long. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the kids can do it for, for so long. But um, anyways, we finally got to the point where we're beating the dragon at the end of the game, and he asked me to go get him like a glass of milk or something, so I went and got it, and then he came back, and he beat it. I'm like, I spent... seven hours doing this thing with you and i didn't get to see the end of it see that's how that's he's a chip off the old block that's how people feel when they play video games with you (laughs) it's like back in golden eye days when you would get the golden gun it just wasn't fun anymore you know (sighs) just set the the fucking best man i thought it was a lot of fun when i got the golden gun yeah well we we do have that uh we need to set it up over here i still have all that shit um, yeah, man, I can't figure it out. I can't figure out Minecraft. Um, and I, you know, I, I, and the, and the videos are even worse because, you know, those kids' voices, you know, are just, I mean, it's, it's tough, man. Yeah, there's like three or four channels that he watches. And I mean, I can hear it across the house. Those voices are so annoying. It's brilliant, though, because I'm telling you that Preston plays or whatever, we have so much of his merch. Yeah, and it's his favorite stuff. His, in fact, I heard Casey say to him the other day, "You can't just wear Preston Play stuff to school. Like you can't. <laughs> that can't be the only thing." And that's what my mom was would tell me. You know, you can't just wear Aussie shirts every single day. You can't just wear poison shirts. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, I got a kiss shirt. You know, the other cool thing about me sitting down and playing video games with him, this Minecraft game for for so long this past week, he's got his own iPad. He watches all these YouTuber videos, right? And so now the text messages that he sends me just randomly, I'll be at work and he'll send me a video and be like, Dad, watch this. It's a 30-minute YouTuber playing Minecraft. I'm not going to sit down and watch it right then. But like, I'll get home from work or or I'll get home at the end of the night and and he'll say, do you watch that video yet? No, I'll watch it tonight. (laughs) It gives us something to talk about. Hell yeah. But also, they're just the random tech. Like he's turning into a little dude. So the other day I was out and he sends me a text. He's like, you see the new Patrick Mahomes contract? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Dude, I'm so. telling you. Yes. When Jack texts me about sports, it is just, and he like always is interested in what I think about it and shit, you know, but, uh, yeah, that's good. So I guess we're having a football season because I'm supposed to have my draft on Sunday. But I think I'm 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 down from seven leagues a couple of years ago to one. 
<laughs> what are you going to do with all your time? <laughs> well, that's the reason why I stopped doing seven. Um, and I'll be honest, I just, yeah, right. I just have a subscription to this one website and it just does all the shit for me anyway. Now, <laughs> like it's just, that's, that's to the, that's the point we've gotten to. I'm too busy to yeah. even pay attention. I definitely don't ever I, I did, watch SportsCenter anymore. I did like three uh, fantasy football leagues a few years ago. And the first year I did one, it was like awesome. It made me care about the games that I don't care about. you know. So it made football really fun and interesting. And then I got to the point where I was doing three leagues, and it just was overwhelming. So I don't know how you could do seven. But then it got to the point where I, I just didn't enjoy it. So I completely dropped out. I haven't done any fantasy football for the past couple of years. And that first year of not doing any, it was like, hey, I got back to enjoying it again. I just watched the games that I want to watch, you know? Yeah. And uh, and now it's kind of boring again. So I don't know. Maybe I need to get back in one. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, I don't know. This is going to be one of those interesting seasons anyway, where just if the game happens, it's just going to be interesting to see what, the circumstances are, you know, I mean, like I, I, I didn't think I was going to like watching basketball, but I, you know, I turned the Mavericks on the other night. It was the first playoff game and I, I was enjoying it fine. You know, I mean, I, it's weird. I'm just sort of like out of the whole sports thing right now. Like it's just, it's not something that I, I don't get excited about it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I'm hoping that the Steelers coming back on, you know, and obviously the Chiefs coming back after such a fucking crazy year that it'll that I'll want to watch it. But I don't know, man, it's coming up in a few weeks and I'm just kind of like, meh, you know, <laughs> I mean, it sucks because, you know, we talked about this on this show, right? Where, you know, I was going to take Jack to see the the Steelers here, you know, and um, this is my last opportunity, you know, while he's young, because the next time they come through, he's going to be, you know, a, 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 he'll be able to drink. <laughs> and uh and the tickets were like 1200 bucks. Thank God I didn't go down that route. You know, that would suck ball sack right now if I had a couple of, you know, $2400 in a in an envelope of tickets I couldn't use, you know. And that's just if me and him go. You know that, you know, Casey's going to want to go and then going to have um then, you know, Emma will tell me she wants to go and then at the last minute we'll have to find somebody to take her ticket. <laughs> and I'm kidding. She, she wouldn't do that to me for a football game. Maybe. Maybe she would. Anyway, I had I had big plans for tailgating, Gary. Yeah. Like, big I'm, plans. I'm with you. Before all this mess, Tyler and I were probably going to some sporting event once every month, once every six weeks, you know? And uh, nothing yeah. for months. And, and he keeps on asking, when sports start? When sports start? Well, sports have started, but... yeah it's, I don't know. It's less exciting without all of the, the fan interact. I don't know. It's, it's different. And well, maybe it's the, our, yeah, it's, our, our lives are different right now. Everyone's focused on other stuff. I don't know. Something's missing. Well, maybe we found it. Maybe it's the ine inevitables coming up uh, after we take this break. We'll talk to our friend Vinny and uh, new friend Obi. And uh, we'll talk about their band called The Inevitables coming up right after these words. Welcome back to the Rockstar Dad Show right here on Adobe Radio or wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, a very special episode today for many reasons. 
But first, it, I could just say that this is uh, our fourth less than Jake member uh, to have <laughs> on the program. Uh, from the Inevitables, new band, new super group. Probably fucking hate hearing it called like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, Vinny, our good friend Vinny, uh, who uh, you guys know from, again, from Less Than Jake and from Fueled by Ramen and Paper and Plastic Records. Um, and then um, in, in a new band called The Inevitables. And also joining us is Obi, who is the uh, guitar player for, I'm going to fucking get this right, Westbound Train. Is that right? Uh, no, oh, I don't play guitar on Westbound Train. God but... damn it! <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, though. It was close. I was going to give it to you anyway. I was like, well, I have played guitar. Uh, you know, I was just going to just... I do zero <laughs> research for these things. I'm not, I'm not here to talk about your music shit anyway. So, like, it's... Uh, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about a new band, but, uh, you know, we're a dad show. Now, Obi, now, we, I don't yeah. think we've ever met, have we? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we've been we've been, like, the same vicinity, but we've never officially met. For sure. Well, I'm Jarrett. That's Gary up there. And, right on. What's up, guys? Uh, pleasure to meet you. We've toured Thanks with for having me. We have toured with Vinny many, many times over the years in uh, Warp Tour and uh, and other festival type things. Oh, yeah. And I feel like Australia as well. I feel like we should just jump in though. Super group is such an old term. I feel like this day and age, it shouldn't it be a super duper group or something. Super What's duper. Up? Something. It's so yeah. <laughs> it's weren't we saying the other day, Vinny? You're like, it's just so weird to hear that. Like. We're just fans. Call us super fans. Yeah, we're super fans <laughs> of everyone else that's playing with us. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's cool lineup, cool concept. Um, the inevitables. You know, it's got you two, and then uh, members of the Interrupters, Real Big Fish, Big D, and the Kids Table, the Swellers, Nightmare for a Week, and you guys are doing like a. I mean, I'm gonna let you explain it because it's sort of music meets comic books. Right? That's exactly what it is. You know, it's inevitable. Weirdly enough, I, I had, we were, Lesson Jake was in Japan and I had jotted down this idea of, hey, I want to do this sort of, uh, not a rock opera, but something, an album that had a lot of like threads that went through it and common theme, right? And that was called The Inevitabilities, right? Which is a mouthful and no one, sure. you know, could do it. Uh, but uh, we played those shows in Japan went to Hawaii and I went out for coffee with JR and said, Hey, I have this idea for this next record. And it's kind of like this lyrics. And he was like, I don't get it, man. And I was like, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. And I put it away. And then I stopped touring with lesson Jake and Obi was like, what do you got going on musically? And I'm like, I don't have shit going on right now. I'm just kind of hanging home with family and all that. And he was like, you have to have something. So I was like, well, I do have this one thing and it's this. And he's like, oh, shit, do you have lyrics to this? And, and I said, I have some. And so I sent it. We started going back and forth. But uh, the, the headspace of it is a comic book, and it's a record that goes along with the comic book. It's not a rock opera where they're singing dialogue and things like that, mm -hmm. but it's meant more as a soundtrack to what the comic book is. But it's all uh, original song. Comic books are such a – it's such a – it's a thing that's just been going on for something. It's something that I never really got into, but it's crazy how that medium has stood the test of time and there's still comic book stores and it's still such a big thing. And then you've got like guys like you guys and Gerard Way and people like that who are embracing it and, 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 you know, incorporating music into it where yeah. comic books, a big part 
of you guys growing up? For me, it was for sure. You know, it, it was one of those things that uh, growing up, it was Kiss and it was comic books. And yeah, uh, you, you sort of grow up and have a different headspace. And uh, I'm from a time where a Star Wars was a thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and that just brings the whole another world into it. You know, it's not only sci-fi, it's horror and, and things like that. Comic books aren't just about superheroes. It's about everything. And yeah. there was a moment my brother had a, a Watchmen comic. It was a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really like, is in and burned in my brain forever. Uh, it was spray paint in a panel, uh, and it said, "Who watches the Watchmen?" And as like a young kid, that blew my mind. Like, who is watching the superheroes if they turn on you? And it started to like fuck with my head a little yeah. bit. Right? And like, and that really like uh, you know imprinted on me uh, as an adult, even you yeah. know, as a punker, of course. But yeah. As an yeah. adult, totally different headspace. Yeah, growing up, I had there was like two coveted things. I had an older brother, and I was fortunate where like everybody in my family like hit me into music. Right, I grew up like in a Spanish house, so like had my grandpa like hipping me to like old like sixties boogaloo stuff, you know. Um, and then I had an older brother who would be like, "Oh, here you've got to listen to the Dead Kennedys, and you've got to listen to the Beastie Boys, and you got to listen like all this stuff." But there was two things that he had that were coveted. It was like there was comic books, and then there was like his Fender Strat guitar right and i, and I, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. allowed to touch either one of those sure. you know what i mean yeah so of course whenever he was out of the house i was just like oh, yeah those are the things that you of course yeah <laughs> i mean that yeah that's the forbidden shit that you're not supposed to touch <laughs> becomes yeah. becomes the uh becomes the what, what is sought after obi when you when you so you hear this idea you hear you know and, and again you're kind of asking about lyrics or whatever and then I mean, you know, working with Vinny has got to be something that that is exciting because obviously he's a, he's an amazing businessman and and you know when he's going to do something he's going to do it 100%. You know, you're not you're not he's not Vinny doesn't fuck around, you know. That's <laughs> like he's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, yeah, there's um there's something he said the other day we 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 have a podcast together called Concentric Circles and he was talking about, you know, driving and and how like we were talking kind of in the in the realm of like collaboration. He's like, and you know, you collaborate and and but you never take your knee off the wheel, you know. And I yeah. think that's that's one of my favorite things about. Uh, I, I kind of messed with him for the next few days after he said that because I, you know, I was like, it's so true. Because sometimes it feels like I'm taking the night shift on this thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but like Vinny's Vinny's knee is always on the wheel. <laughs> but you know, I think the cool thing is is that we've been able over the years to just like develop a cool friendship, right? Yeah. So it's like at the end of the day we both like each other's ideas, but we want to see each other win, which mm. I think is what kind of makes this thing cool. So when I knew that he wasn't touring anymore with us and Jake, I knew there had to be some sort of like writing of something going on. So I was just like, what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> like yeah. are, you, are you good? What's happening? What do you have in your back pocket? Cause there's always something. And then I just remember like the first, I think that I think you sent me lyrics that first night. I, I Yeah. Where it was sure. like, it was like, Oh, the inevitabilities. And I was like, well, what about like the inevitables? And then we kind of landed there because, you know, Try saying mouthful, yeah, yeah. I just wrote this, those those first lyrics coming through. Just then, spelling uh, the inevitabilities <laughs> is uh, like a nightmare for me. When I wore a pen T-shirt, so you got to shorten it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. exactly. Well, guys, um, we'll talk a little bit more about the music as as we you know later on. But I I do you know we do, we have a specific topic here on the Rockstar Dad Show. We like to talk about those things. Um, that uh you know that are are the the things that are most important to us in the world uh besides music and that is our children yeah man. um yeah man 
Yeah, and uh, you know, Vinny, we've 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 been tired and and talked about kids a little bit on the road, but you know, introduce us to your family. What's your dad resume? My dad resume is uh, I'm currently married, but this is my second time and and last time uh, yeah. of being married. But uh, I have a nine year old daughter. Well, she's eight, turning nine September second. Okay, so a nine year old daughter, but she feels you know, 16, 17 Mm -hmm. and the stuff that she does and says, and it's been kind of tripping me out lately. To be honest. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that, that actually gets more crazy as the, uh, my, my daughter's (laughs) 17 and man, you know, right now they're just hinting at the fact that they think no, they know more than you, but they're going to be adamant about it. Uh, (laughs) in, uh, in a couple, in a couple of more years. Obi, what about you, man? I've got a seven-year-old and a 20-month-old. So ah, two girls. Right. So I live with all ladies. Yeah. Um, I, love be- I love being a dad. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite things ever. Um, so it's, it's a fun age right now, right? Because like dad is cool right now. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think there's something different with girls. Like even as, the, as they get older, there's something that with dad that's always like kind of like really special and unique. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's you up might to be you. kidding yourself on that. <laughs> it's up to you to keep that relationship just as much, you know, as it is as it is them, and and uh, that's just it, man. I mean, Emma was a daddy's girl till she was about fourteen, and then all of a sudden she wasn't, and I was just like, okay, I'm fucking hard. But every, all my friends are like, dude, just wait till she's like twenty one, twenty two. Like all of a sudden, you know, everybody has to uh-huh. has to hold up to you, and and I'm fucking <laughs> famous, so I mean. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, my son is nine, and uh, he and I are super close. I've always said I'm scared of the time whenever we, we have that F you dad moment. Like, oh, it's going to break my heart. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we're, we have a tight relationship, so that's nowhere near. It'll happen. I know it will. But we were watching the movie Big the other day, and there's the scene where, like, the whenever he's still little, he hadn't gotten big yet. And uh, he's trying to impress the girl and his parents take the photo. And I just see my son like relate to the parental embarrassment. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, <laughs> this. yeah, he hasn't shown it yet, but it's getting close. Yeah. My ex-wife likes to embarrass uh, my two older kids and uh, it's never been my MO. Like I, I, no. I just, it's not really my thing. Um, but you know, yeah, but, I mean, kids at a certain age, you can just say like, hello, like you don't even have sure. to say anything. Yeah. Pull up them up and they're like oh yeah. dad you know like you don't have to do anything to embarrass them at some point well i have come to the pickup line with 1985 blaring before <laughs> <laughs> and uh and that you know that kind of serves the the per- no, so uh Vinny, many many years spent on the road i mean yeah. you know and especially just as busy uh, you know as as you are from a business standpoint and all of that i mean you you were you were going through you know I, that's a lot to be also oh, yeah. traveling a lot less than Jake are freaking road dogs, man. And, and you guys, Absolutely. you know, that's, that's the thing. So slowing that down. And then now obviously with COVID and all of this, like this has been a long time home for you. It, it's been really long, but it's been super busy too. So with the inevitables, but I have a tattoo shop that's in town and there's a bunch of other things that go on, but besides being a dad, which is the number one, right? Yeah. I left the road to be a dad, yeah, and a better husband than I had been, yeah. And that's being honest, man. Like you got to do we're it. all in music, and I was the shitty husband. I mean, uh, you know, where I left at that point in time, my wife takes over that role of single mom, mm-hmm. 
until I get back. And then I have to play catch up and there it is. But I've been home and I've, I've been feeling, I've been feeling good about being home. Right. And yeah. before I was home and lesson Jake was over in punk and Drublick in Europe. Yeah. And I was still doing social media at the time. Yeah. And I just like, Oh, big crowds, the songs, <laughs> the lyrics, like people sc- and just not there. And I like started to skid out a little bit and then came back in line of like, these are all the right reasons you're home for the right reason Yeah, and, and, be, and be cool on it. And I did. And now it's just, I have my home stuff, right? And my home stuff is just as busy as the other stuff. I'm just present. Yeah. We, I mean, and dude, it's such a, that's such a gift for you and for your, for your daughter to, to be there and your wife too. I mean, you know, we, we talk a lot on this show about everybody says the same thing, by the way you know, that you go on the road and then you're leaving at home a single mom and, you yeah. know, they are really are the true rock stars, you know, and, and when you have the right one, you know, it's, it's, it's magical what they can, what they can do. And then Obi, I mean, you know, having a 20 uh, month old at home means, you know, you've been, you've been home quite a bit of this uh, <laughs> beginning of the toddler phase. Yeah, man, I'm still changing diapers. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still making sure I'm catching nap time. That's exciting. Uh, uh, no, it's awesome. It's rad. But you know, like um, when I got married in in 2009, so um, at that point, like for me, it was important to come home. Yeah. So it was important to be home more. I made that decision then that like I was going to be home more than I would be on the road. Yeah. I just knew that like getting married, I was like, if this thing's going to work. Um, just as I had been around so many people that were on the road and married and, you know, saw all the things that happen and shouldn't be happening. And I was like, man, if, if this is going to work, I, I really should just figure out how to be home most of the time. And so True. you, you uh-huh. just, you catered it to where your touring was, was when you needed to or whatever, but for the yeah, most like part, super, yeah. super minimal. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, some of us wait till later, too late in life to do that, you know, and it costs us a marriage and, and time with our kids and, and all of that. And, and then, you know, it's, it's nice to be, to get to that point where, where you are Vinny and, and where I hope that, that I am and, and Gary is where, you know, we tour very selectively and, uh, sometimes, you know, the, the business, sometimes the business of it, it costs us money, um, to, to not just go and go and go, but man, as you said, most important job we, we have is to, is to raise our kids and, and be home and be part of our family. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's crazy because there, there's a point where, uh, and you could feel it when you're in a band and it's starting to be successful, then that magnet of everybody come over to Europe, come over to the UK, exactly. do United States tour. And if you start saying yes to all of that, yeah, that's three years down the road. You're like, we just toured for you know, almost three years straight. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't know, man, there, there's a point I did. I toured for, uh, 22 years, you know, uh, where it was, uh, like you said, less chick road dogs and, uh, six to six to nine months a year is is what we were doing. And that, that was just a lot, man. And come home to all the other business and, and just like, um, I should just be gone anyway because of how busy, I became at the end. It's interesting though, because, you know, just talking about that band, you know, they're all sort of having young kids now and, and all about to have to start making those same decisions, you know? And and I think, you know, you, it it took, it took a lot 
for you to say, guys, I'm just not going to, I, I, I've got to slow down and, you know, and, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what has to happen though. Right. It's, you know, uh, and it's just, again, it's being present. If I could have found a balance of being gone and being present. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just couldn't find that balance, man. Uh, and I'm like a, a darker dude. I'm not a partier, but, uh, I, I definitely am a brooding, you know, person. And like, I, I'm not like a jovial thing, stoic a lot, but I get lost in my head. So like, it's a, a try, even when I'm home to be present is, is a job, man, mm-hmm. because I get lost in my head a lot and, you know, writing lyrics down and writing stuff and ideas and trying to do the artistic side, but I have to pull myself back and go, dude, you're here. Yeah. Be here, man. Be present. Like, let's talk about Minecraft and shit like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't know about that, but like I learned about it. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, and, and Obi, it sounds like you were, you made that decision obviously, you know, and like, so let me ask you this. Do you, as far as like music and things like that, do your, do your kids have a understanding of what you do for a living? Like what your job is? Uh, yeah. Because I, you know, I still work like, so I own a merchandising company too. So I still work with touring bands. So like my, my daughter gets to be around like other bands and kind of be in that world. And then, but at the same time, she has a huge interest in music, right? She like loves singing and, you know, um, I let it out on, on the other, the other podcast we did. I was like, we're kind of like a musical theater family too, right? (laughs) We we geek out on that stuff. So like, so I, I kind of get to hit like all of her interests. So the fact that like dad's working on a comic book and there's a soundtrack to it and then, she comes downstairs and she'll hear dad recording vocals like to her it's like the raddest thing like you know what i mean like yeah so I- i'm winning right now but <laughs> early, early on like you know i had a really someone i really looked up to said hey like you know when it comes to being married and being a dad yeah like just be intentional like even if you like if you're intentionally bad you're going to do more good um than if you just didn't do anything at all sure nobody and, knows and, what they're doing you know? <clears throat> exactly yeah you gotta yeah. you gotta jump out there and and be involved in, in all of that. And yeah. And know. I didn't grow up with my dad either. So that had a, a huge piece of the puzzle. Like, sure. you know, like my dad mm. split when I was young. So I was like, oh man, like that's what I, I know. I know that's what I don't want to do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Was, I, I did the same thing. Like where, you know, my dad, he worked, you know, uh, 60, 70 hours a week yeah. uh, through my childhood. So I knew like I wanted to break that cycle, man, of, yeah you know, a dad that was around, but not really around. Sure. So I, I saw my dad and myself and my actions and I, I had to put it to the side. Cats in the cradle, right? You know, it's yeah, man. <laughs> weird. It's a, that song haunts you, you know, like when you start to think about it, sometimes it's like, fuck, you know, now, um, uh, now you hit on it a little bit, Obi, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Vinny, you know, when we get back to the kids knowing what you do and things like that. So we talk, I have a thing, we have a thing here on the show. It's, it's my thing. Uh, the first thing I ever got for free because somebody recognized me uh, was Dippin' Dots. So we call anything you get for being in a band or whatever, you call it free Dippin' Dots. So, and Fuck then yeah. <laughs> our kids obviously get perks. You know what I mean? Like my kids yeah. get, get to go watch, you know, Miley Cyrus sound check and things like that. So, you know, you got to be cashing in on some of those with Panic at the Disco being, you know, huge again and, and all of this, like going and seeing them if you want. And <laughs> you know what? It's weird. Uh, my daughter likes uh, the only way I could describe it, like SoundCloud rap. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's huge so, now, right? So I don't know any of those guys. Yeah. Like, I'm like, uh, Extension, like he passed away, but like, I have no idea like right. what that is. I, I don't know any of the world that she likes musically, right. you know, but I, I can hang with it. But 
I go, hey, you want to listen to this? And I play some songs, and she's like, yeah, maybe. Sometimes I, I score a big thing, but most of the time it's like, no. But uh, the the free Dippin' Dots thing, yeah. like, uh, she was interested in playing drums, so you know, call up the rep and go, do you have a, a small kit, a cocktail kit, that sure. thing? And that was cool that that could happen. Yeah. You know? And and so, yeah, there's there's free Dippin' Dots, and sometimes free dots, that's, yeah. that's awesome, man. Yeah, and you know what? It's, a, it's you know, that, that, that's one of those things, it's one of those perks that you get from doing all of that hard work, you know, and, and developing those relationships or whatever, you know? It's like, um, and that's, again, sometimes whenever we ask, if your kids, you know, have a have a good idea as to what you do, there's a lot of no's out there. You know, there's a lot yeah, of uh, there's a lot of dudes that are just like, yeah, I didn't really make them understand things. And we're lucky when when we're able to show them examples of of, you know, like, OK, here's what, you know, for me, it's you know, for us, it's easy. It's like, hey, Phineas and Ferb's on TV. That's us. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, OK, well, that's what my dad does. Yeah, that's awesome though that you have that right. that connection. How many people have hit you up and went, "Hey, can you uh, can you do this for me?" And the Phineas whatever and like yeah, kind of do a solid for their kids. That had to happen, right? It's I mean, that happens a lot. The what and that that kind of shit never annoys me at all. the The big one with that world is is that it's it's crazy how many people have hit me up and still do going. Hey man, uh, been thinking a lot about getting into voice acting. Uh, I do a lot of impressions. Thought maybe you'd be the guy to hit <laughs> up, and I'm like, I'm like, I didn't fucking do shit. Like I got Chuck E. Cheese just because some dude saw me do improv comedy and knew I could sing. Like I never you even gotta, auditioned. You got to start a master class on teaching people to be at the right place at the right time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. For real that, that's that's always the, the wild so, one. It's so true, you know, like it's so true. But yes, I mean, you know, it's 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 nice though that I can uh when you have those things, you know, and I've uh you know, you you always hit up those those people and and do what you can for people. It's nice to nice to make people smile. Guys, hey, so, uh, uh what about that voice <laughs> acting thing? Like yeah, I want to get into exactly. it. Exactly. Impressions like yeah. off, off camera that will be good. <laughs> Amazing. It's just crazy. It's the craziest. What do you think about me getting into? And I'm just like, dude, A-listers do it now. Like, it's just, <laughs> you, it's you can't, true. it's not. It, but the thing is, is when when Phineas and Ferb came out, it's true, A-listers still wouldn't do animation. So, like, you didn't really have, like, like the trolls and things like that where it's Justin Timberlake is playing the lead. Like, back yeah. then, you, you know, Maybe Shrek, kinda, but really was Mike Myers an A-lister at the time, kind of thing. But now, you know, Jack Black comes out and does Kung Fu Panda, and like all of a sudden, it's not frowned upon anymore. And yeah. and, yeah, and like, Charlie really Day basically, Charlie Day basically beats me out of every fucking gig ever. What Gary? Who are they going to take? Someone that no one recognizes the voice, or like Dwayne Johnson? Yeah, you know? like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, fucking you, you develop it when when I was really trying in that world um yeah i had a hatred for charlie day that you can't imagine because that's who i was <laughs> always up against and it was fucking frustrating as shit <laughs> you've got to be in it like 24 7 you can't yeah. like you can't take a break if you're gonna try to to bust into that world at yeah. all it's uh when i was always like you gotta watch it's always sunny you're like, <laughs> yeah i could no i it's just <laughs> you know the high high-pitched voices all get swept over here to this side you know, and then the movie actor voices get swept over here to this side. Um, <laughs> guys, tell us the plan. So um, you guys got it. You're getting near 
this release, right? Well, we have Kickstarter going right now. We decided to crowdfund it, yep. right? And uh, that ends at the top of September. Record officially comes out uh, at the end of October, but the first single goes to digital platforms August 28th. Now, what is the... So the product, when people get it, um, it will it be a, a, an actual physical comic book that they hold in their yeah. hand? Absolutely. Yeah, physical comic book. Uh vinyl record so. and and you guys i mean you you guys have you how involved are you in the actual making of the of the comic book are you guys doing that too yeah, yeah. i mean we we did the uh, co-wrote the script yeah uh for it and then uh we went through kind of vetted through the artist and things like that and mm -hmm. there it is you know we were super involved with the character design to start with and then we found a sequential artist and Go through it. So we're we're going through all of the steps to to what we have to do. So is the is the artist then involved in this? From like, uh, does that artist keep ownership in this, or you know, like, are they part of the band, or are they? No. It's you're no. like hiring them to draw this, and yeah, I mean, yeah, they're a hired gun. And yeah. here's what we're doing. Yeah. Well, yeah. man, I can't wait. It sounds cool. I mean, I I looked at the Kickstarter, um, and uh, you know, it looks like it's doing really really well. And um, just there, there's already some really cool, you know, animation and things on there that tells the yeah. story of how you guys um, got into doing this. Uh, so I'm assuming that inevitables are on all the socials and all of that stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so on Instagram, it's we are the inevitables, mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, for the website, it's the inevitables world. The inevitables.world, does that lead them to the Kickstarter? It does. Awesome. It does, yeah. So go and check out the perks there. If you've never crowdfunded something through Kickstarter, it's super cool because you can basically go support these guys in, in making this thing. And also there's, you know, you'll get little perks and things like that. It's super cool. Yeah. It's fun. And you get to be involved in it from the, from the beginning to the end. Uh, will you guys record after or it's already all recorded? It's pretty much has a little bit to go on the recording, but it's in the mixing stages right now. We have a few finals ready for it. Awesome. Yeah. A couple tunes are actually already mastered as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't wait to hear it, man. And, uh, you know, you guys, thank you so very much for being here today. Probably talked thank a little you. bit more about music than uh, what we normally do, but it's exciting to see <laughs> you guys out there doing doing something new and, and badass. And uh, Vinny, it's always great to see you. And Obi, Thanks for having uh, me. Great to, great to meet you, man. Yeah, you too, man. Yeah, I'll talk about dad stuff anytime. Hit me up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's uh, we'll do it. we'll do it. We'll uh, once this thing is out and working for you, and you got a little bit more time to just just chill and chat. We'll, we'll uh, we would love to have you back on. Right, right, on. right on. Thanks, guys. All right, y'all be good. This is a song for my friends Jared and Gary. They started a podcast and said a theme was necessary. They're just a couple of guys. Until the next episode.